Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hello, everybody. Uh, Today's episode is with the incredibly funny Mike Kaplan. Mike is just the funniest. We know that. Mike has never seen Dancer in the Dark with Bjork. Uh, which I also have not seen. Mike is just one of the funniest, quickest, most fun comedians to hang around. We're also joined by the incredibly funny Liz Glazer. Uh, we're making two first-time appearances on the podcast. So fun. Uh, I had a wonderful time. We did Dancer in the Dark. Uh, it's a little weird recording this intro because I'm recording this intro in the month of October when we recorded. So I don't know what happened on Tuesday in the presidential election yet. I hope everyone voted. Maybe I'll have to go back and re-record this intro. I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm doing this now because I have everything set up. Uh, Mike Kaplan has never seen Dancer in the Dark. Mike has an album called AKA, which is out everywhere. You can find that by just searching for Mike Kaplan and AKA, M-Y-Q Kaplan, AKA, wherever. It's on the same label that my album came out on, Blonde Medicine. It is very funny. Mike is incredibly funny, and... I think you'll enjoy it, if you, especially if you enjoy this episode. Mike has never seen Dancer in the Dark. And I hope uh, you enjoy it. We play some games. We got some before and afters, some opposite day, some dad game. It's a really good time. Mike and Liz are both wonderful. And and please enjoy it. Yeah, and remember, please find us on Instagram and Twitter uh, uh, at Never Seen It Show. That's where we'll be putting information on the Never Seen It Show Secret Santa where you're receiving a gift referencing a movie you haven't seen, and the gift would make sense if you'd seen it. Trust me, we're doing a Secret Santa. Um, we'll have the information on Twitter and Instagram at Never Seen It Show, as well as we are on Discord at fart.kyleairs.com. That's where you can find that information. Um, and, and and come get in on that, that gift exchange. You get something that would be super cool if you'd seen what the thing was referencing. Going to be fun. We're going to have a show-and-tell Zoom show where everyone can show off what they got and pretend they know what it's about. It's going to be great. 
So find us on all that stuff. That way you can get that information. I don't, I'm going to have you fill out a little Google form, kind of do all that throughout November, and then in December you'll get something fun in the mail, and you'll have sent something fun out in the same mail. Like I said, feels bizarre to be recording this intro before the election. So we're just sort of hanging, doing nothing. But if you're hearing this, that means art is still legal, and that is good. Um, at least for now, it is. So that's great. Please enjoy it. Please enjoy Mike Kaplan has never seen Dancer in the Dark. Please find us at Never Seen a Show on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, the election was two days ago when this came out. Fingers crossed from the past in October. Fingers crossed. Um, if you want more stuff of mine, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash never seen it, where I have a new podcast called Silly, Silly, Serious, where I ask a friend two silly questions and one serious one. Sometimes repeat that. And we have episodes with Dave Ross and Caleb signing up there, as well as more people, because this is in the future. And I'm recording this intro in the past. Patreon.com slash never seen it. You can get early episodes of this podcast, ad free experience of this podcast, uncut episodes. Bonus Never Seen It stuff and that new podcast. That stuff's all up there. And I just hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much. Mike Kaplan has never seen Dancer in the Dark. I've said that 40 times. He is the funniest. Liz is the funniest. This is such a great episode. A wonderful time. Wonderful time. Find us wherever. Get in on the gift exchange. Go check out my new album if you haven't yet. It's out everywhere. It's called Happiness. It's got a bunch of jokes. Um, I feel... Who knows what happened two days ago? What? Who knows? You do now when you're listening to this, but I don't know when I'm saying it. It's weird. It's like Looper. Uh, well, this is, we're already rolling, and we'll do the fake brief intro of Never Seen It. This is, just, this is a podcast where comedians rewrite movies they've never seen. Today, having never seen Dancer in the Dark is Mike Kaplan. Thank you for being here, Mike. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And today joining us, I'm not sure if has ever seen Dancer in the Dark, Liz Glazer, have you? Uh, I saw 35 and a few minutes and a few seconds of it this morning, and then I turned it off because uh, I, I both couldn't get into it, and then I was like, well, the podcast is about not having seen it. Okay. That's the best research i think i've ever had someone do for the show it's such a nice instead of you haven't not watched the trailer not read the plot you've been fully engrossed in one act yeah <laughs> that's true yeah it's so I, I i don't know anything about this movie mike what was the prompt to choose it great question uh, uh so i I ran by you uh, a few different movie titles, mm -hmm. all of which, uh, other than Castle, the TV show, which I chose because I thought about, my mom watches a lot of shows that I don't watch, uh, some of which I know more about than others. Like I haven't <laughs> watched, I've watched like one episode of Blue Bloods. So I'm like, I, I understand, I wouldn't have as no idea about it sure. uh, as like castle is a show that I'm like, Oh, I like Nathan Fillion. I, I know that he's a guy, but so anyway, that other than that one, other uh, the, all the other ideas, I think the four that I shared with you as possibilities are movies that my girlfriend Rini has seen and would like for me to see, but mm. has not happened yet. Yeah. Uh, I, all I know about dancer in the dark, I say all I know, it's Von Trier, Von Trier, and I know Bjork is in it. And it's funny because you sent like, you were like, one of them was Requiem for a Dream. And I was like, I someone rewriting this is such a, like, 
for, there's a category of movies called great movies I'll never watch again. And mm-hmm. I think that that movie might've invented that category for a lot of people, <laughs> but also this director might have an entire repertoire of movies falling into that same. I don't know if that's just her style of movies that she's into is really great, really like dauntingly, uh, uh, not really like mortality based hmm. heavy movies. Oh, yeah. If I may present to you, Kyle, an idea for a pitch for a new podcast, how about uh, every episode is a different podcast that was great, but you'd never want to listen to again. <laughs> so good that next week is a new right. one. This is uh, this is uh, sounds from the COVID wing 2020, where it's just ambient noise from the hospital near me. Uh, it is very realistic. It does make you confront your mortality. You will never listen to it again. While we've got you guys here, check out casper.com slash <laughs> ah, like a new horror this week featuring a ghost. Speaking of ghosts, the friendly mattress. Casper. Yeah. Uh, me six feet undies.com. Please go to me six feet This is, I think, the pot. Okay, the idea is actually the podcast is all fake podcast ads, fake companies, oh, yeah. fake ads. Mm. I'm actually writing it all down. And because um, I like that a lot, I because I started thinking about how um, OJ Simpson tweeted about starting a podcast. Ah, and I write, tried to write a joke, but then that kind of went. But it's basically he did, and so just think about him getting because he would have enough people he would get ads, and it would be so bizarre to watch OJ Simpson like try and get you to buy underwear or whatever, yeah. or to to try hymns. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, do you do you know Kyle? Do you know Ramin Nazer? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, his podcast, uh, the rainbow brain skull hour mm-hmm. sometimes does have real sponsors now, but in the beginning he would always before, you know, as the cold open before his theme song hit, he would start by doing a, like a joke sponsorship. He'd be yeah. like, uh, this this uh, this is like a, a paraphrasing of one of them. He'd be like, this podcast brought to you by no sponsor. With no sponsor, you get to your content sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. He's really, really wonderful and such a wonderful artist as well, which oh, I think yes. is what your Zoom background is right now, is it not? You're right. Mm-hmm. Behind me is uh, my the art that he made for my podcast, The Faucet. Yeah, I would and also that love yeah. is an ad for Rummy. <laughs> I know. It's great, though, but it's a fake ad for him. Yeah. But really go check his stuff out because it is wonderful. And... Uh, sort of like some of these movies simultaneously uplifting and uh, yeah. mortality based at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, pretty colors, good production, sad themes. Can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Friday the 13th night lights. Wow. <laughs> that was, that was really fast and good. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so, so what do you know about dancer in the dark? I guess coming into it. Uh, I, I was pretty sure that Bjork was the star or at least in it. Um, and I guess I had a vague sense, like I have not seen a Requiem for a Dream. And so I don't, I didn't really know anybody else who was in it or, uh, that, like that it might be a musical, which I think, uh, Rini, uh, my girlfriend who has seen it told me after the fact, uh, which makes sense. But, you know, sometimes a singer is in a movie that isn't a musical. That's a lot. So I, I didn't, I think really the only thing I knew about it was that it had, it starred Bjork and was probably sad. (laughs) I mean, I would love it if it didn't, like you said, you weren't sure if she's, Imagine if she was in a movie she didn't star in, how hard that would be to, I mean, I'm sure she has like appeared in some, but I feel like if Bjork is in anything, that is hers. 
Do you know what I mean? Like she's oh, not just sure. sort of like one of the cops and super bad or something <laughs> like that. Every once in a while, you know, you, if you go back far enough in, you know, show business history, you'll see, you know, like, I don't know, Brad Pitt as like the bit part he played in mm-hmm. like the, certainly not the starring role of Thelma and Louise. He was neither mm-hmm. Thelma nor Louise. And, yeah. you know, if you go to somebody's IMDb page, like go back far enough past the first thing into the past that you've heard of them from, like then probably they were bit parts. Yeah. I mean, you go back, it, I, I even know from my like modern enjoyment of comedy time, just being like, oh, that guy's kind of funny in the background of that sketch. It's Donald Glover or something like that. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Like, ah, from the thing I waited to load on E-bombs world. <laughs> and all of this reminds me of Courtney Cox in the video for Dancing in the Dark. Yeah, like the, ulti- the ultimate like- pole cameo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when now, now that is for however big Bruce Springsteen is, which is, you know, as big as a musician could be, she's still what you associate with the music video for one of his four or five biggest songs. Sure. I was thinking when I watched the first 36 minutes of this movie, or not even, that it would be sort of like the video for Dancing in the Dark, but it (laughs) was not. (laughs) Sorry for that spoiler. Uh, (laughs) I'm glad I wrote my script already. (laughs) (laughs) I, I... I want to. All right, let's get into the script. So, so Mike, you could cast it up however you'd like to. Sure. Um, uh, I, I've so the three characters. Uh, there's a narrator. I, I figure I would do the narration. Yeah. Uh, and then there's fa- father, mother, and Bjork, the child <laughs> right. of father and mother. Um. So I, I think I, I saw myself as Bjork, and Liz as. Uh, it would be either way would be fine, but. Sure. Uh, Liz, do you have a preference between father and mother? The mother is great. Great. So Liz is mother and Kyle, you are father. Okay. All right. Uh, so this is Mike Kaplan has never seen Dancer in the Dark. And whenever you're ready, let, let, let's read. All right. Dancer in the Dark. Interior shot of a house from the inside. We're inside the house. At least the characters are. We are watching the movie. Mother and father look at one another. They are aliens, but they live on earth and pretty much look human and speak English. What do you want to call her? How about Bjork? I love it. I'm sorry, I just choked on something for a moment. Wait, you're right. That choking is a beautiful name for our perfect baby who we love. It also seems like a perfect way to honor your dearly departed father, the Swedish chef. Yes, Bjork was his favorite sound to make while cooking. And we've cooked up good baby here. Now let's never let her out into the light of day. The outside world can be so cruel. That's why we came to Earth. Because the world outside of Earth was cruel to us. But now here we see that some people on Earth can be cruel too. You don't have to tell me twice. Just once so the audience hears it and has our backstory. You actually don't have to tell me at all. But I'm happy to hear your stories over and over because they are also my stories. I love you. Now, let's protect our baby from the cruelty of the outside world. Fade out. Fade in. Caption reads, 16 years later. Why won't you let me leave our home during the daytime? Ugh, teenagers. You and your rebellions. It's not fair. All the other teenagers have curfews where they're not allowed out late at night. So, to them, we're pretty cool parents. Maybe try seeing things through their eyes. (laughs) I don't even know if my eyes have had a chance to develop normally because of how strict your parenting is. It's because we love you so much. We just want to protect you. Don't you enjoy the nighttime dance lessons we've gotten you? 
I do, I do appreciate everything you've done for me. I just want to appreciate you doing more. A person can only dance like no one's watching for so long. You dance so beautifully in the dark. How would you even know? Because you're my baby and I love you, of course. How could anyone dance better than you? Maybe if they could see what they were doing? You're learning all kinds of things that other people could only dream of. You're like Daredevil, you know, where he's blind, but all of his senses become keener. Most people don't know how to use their radar sense at all. I am like Daredevil a little bit. Settled then. Nothing will ever change. You will keep being our little girl. You will trust our judgment. We will never even tell you that we came from another planet to avoid persecution. Wait, what? Oh. Okay, we will tell you that. We come from a planet where people aren't allowed to do what they want to do and live how they want to live. So we wanted to escape from those oppressive circumstances and we came here. But... Now you're telling me that I can't live how I want to live and do what I want to do? Haven't you just recreated the very oppressive circumstances you were trying to escape from? Sure, but this time we're the oppressors. That's what we wanted to do, and they wouldn't let us, and now we can. Dad? I'm just joking because I'm embarrassed at how much I didn't see that you're exactly right and have been this whole time. I thought the outside world could be cruel, so we tried to protect you, but it turned out that cruelty was coming from inside the house. The inside world can be cruel, too. This is amazing. So I can go outside during the daytime now? Of course. Go outside. Dance like someone is watching. Jump off bridges like the teenagers. Stay outside. Stay inside. At night, if you want. Oppress people that you want to oppress. I I don't want to oppress people. Right, right. I'm just embarrassed like your father, so I'm making jokes about it. It's really not funny. We just feel like fools. Isn't that right, dear? The biggest ones. Okay, so I'm going to go out now and dance. We'll We'll come come with with you. you. Fade to light. Caption appears on the screen. And that was how Bjork became a... Dancer in the light. (laughs) Twist ending. It says twist ending on the screen. Love you. Thank you. It says those things on the screen, too. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, wow. You guys, that was, that was, it really came to life in a way. I mean, like Liz, you are an actor. Kyle, Kyle, it seemed to me that you, you brought uh, an energy to this, like such as you like would be the case if you had, like, it was like you were reading it for the first time. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. Some of the words were in caps, so I said them louder and some of the words had smaller letters and I let that sort of, you know, infiltrate my brain and rattle around. Yeah. That was that was a lot of fun. Good work. <laughs> I think knowing nothing about the movie, having read your script, uh, maybe plot wasn't, at, but thematically, I bet you're closer than we know. Hmm. Oh yeah, I'll, I'm definitely gonna watch, and I'll, I'll. I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna be disappointed if it's not exactly the same. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly. I, I bet the cruel world part, you know, hits a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. I I was imagining that this is what happens at moment 37. <laughs> <laughs> you, right, right before you turn, right after you turn yeah, it off. Exactly. I'm, pu- I'm pulling up some information about the movie and I love phrases like, I, I like when people take small liberties uh, and stuff on Wikipedia. It says Dancer in the Dark premiered at uh, Cannes in 2000 to standing ovations and controversy. Ooh. <laughs> Do, is it C-A-N-N-E-S traversy? controversy <laughs> yeah canding ovations and controversy uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and the music is Bjork and this little spoiler alert for the United States here the cinematography Robert Mueller what <laughs> uh, I don't I'm gonna assume it's someone else because he's going by Robbie oh, sure. uh, and died in 2018 but yes uh. it was someone else <laughs> I, in fact, was someone else. So now that I look it up, it seems like it's uh, actually oh, a very common name. But kind of good news for the uh, legal mind that we're familiar with, yes. Robert Mueller, that like, this is going to be a little bit of a roundabout thing. But when I was a child, uh, like my given name, legal name, Michael Kaplan, uh, I watched movies sometimes. And there's a lot of people. There's a, guy, a kid named Michael Kaplan on my street. Like we, mm. some, I got invited to a party for a birthday of one of his friends once. And I was like, ooh, it's exciting. And my mom was like, you don't know this person. Uh, I was like, but I got invited Even to more a party. Even more exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, then I think the first movie that I watched that I saw my name in the credits was clue i believe michael b kaplan i think did the the costumes for clue and then through over the years i would see uh the same either michael b kaplan or at some point michael kaplan doing costumes for i think one of the star trek movies uh that came out recently uh, fight club like you know michael I, I haven't looked at the wikipedia or the imdb for this michael kaplan but at some point i noticed i'm like it must be only one one michael kaplan who couldn't go by just Michael Kaplan at one point until maybe the other Michael Kaplan who was in uh, SAG or in mm-hmm. one of the related show business unions died or like let their dues mm. lapse or whatever it was. So this is so I was excited for the Mike, Michael B. Kaplan to get to finally be Michael Kaplan. I don't know if that'll also happen to Michael B. Jordan at some point. If Michael <laughs> Jordan, let, it is you know, crazy like, that he had to change his name because of Space Jam, like legally. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so I only bring this all up to say that. It seems that since the cinematographer of this movie, we learned, has died recently, Robert Mueller, the lawyer, uh, can probably start going by Robbie Mueller if he wants to now. <laughs> Finally. I mean, it's, it's going to have to, hopefully his signature matches his ballot still. Otherwise, it's going to get rejected. Um, which was, I went to vote in person because I was worried about my signature matching my ballot. Mm. I gotcha. I, I went yeah. and I put, I delivered an absentee ballot into uh, a box. It's great that you know this costume designer is so prolific. Like just as oh, you looking pro- it up? <laughs> I am. I I'm looking up all. The, I mean, he Clue, Blade Runner, uh, Flash Dance, all over the place. Seven. Wow. Uh, imagine being the costume designer for Seven and being like wetter trench coats uh, <laughs> this would be a fun character to be is just the costume designer saying something for, for sure. movies in i i am legend mr and mrs smith Gili. okay um i guess it's not that i mean that that's not the, the complaints about Gili weren't about the costumes you know that. i couldn't get past the fact that high-waisted jeans weren't in style enough to really get to the plot uh and then star trek which i imagine I, I don't want to assume what someone likes doing, but if you if I was a costume designer, Star Trek and he did the the newer three Star Wars movies, that seems fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
uh, drier trench coats. Uh, <laughs> trench coats in space. Uh, and then if he would have done Dancer in the Dark, he could have been like, trier trench coats. Um, <laughs> uh, that's what a, great. What a great career, Armageddon. What a great career uh, hmm. that you parallel had. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've thought about it. Do you remember the movie The One with Jet Li? Oh, yeah. Uh, wherein, Liz, are you familiar with this movie? Uh-uh. Uh, the one involved Jet Li playing a bunch of different alternate versions of himself in different dimensions. And then it kind of, I guess, had like a Highlander vibe where the uh. if one of them died, then the other ones would all be slightly more powerful, dividing the power. So one of them was trying to make it so that uh, he was the last one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the one was right. uh, the name of it. Uh, and uh, so that's the way that I felt uh about i'm like oh yeah i'm like one of the michael kaplan's is gone i feel i mean i'm not happy that this person is dead but i'm glad for this person to get to use you know to drop the initial if they want to like uh you know it is happening i do accept it and so far (laughs) that michael kaplan isn't trying to kill me and i'm not trying to kill them so i think we're all we're all okay yeah i think we can all get there there is a kyle Ayers who's a minor league baseball player who has been hit by a pitch by a guy I went to high school with. Really? So, uh, yeah, he was pitching, and and I was like, this guy I went to high school with pitching, and then I looked it up, hit him by hit him with a pitch. Was it for me? I don't know because we weren't very close. I, I was high wondering, school. did you have beef with him? Ha <laughs> ha! And he just hits any Kyle Ayers. Uh, <laughs> Imagine if when you were children with this guy that you went to high school with or whoever it was. Uh, so the the other Kyle Ayers, you don't know anything about him, but if somebody said to you now. One day, this guy is like the oracle, you know, yeah, like predicting, yeah. like is going on a to bench. hit Kyle Ayers in with a baseball. You just spend the rest of your life uh, looking out, be like, I'm gonna not hang out with that guy at all. But yeah, then, not even over your shoulder because that would be such an accurate throw. I wouldn't have to be looking <laughs> back over my. Sh- I do. Uh, I followed on and went one day, spent a healthy amount of time retweeting every other Kyle Ayers I could find on the internet. Ah, that's and fun. Then they all started started founding out it was happening and. And then getting tagged in a thing with 70 other Kyle Ayers's Twitter uh-huh. handles. Those before the handles didn't show up in replies, they would all show up uh-huh. and it just sort of turned into chaos. And then I had to unfollow one because he is hateful. Oh, wow. boy. Yeah. There was an Elizabeth Glazer who died um, and she she died of AIDS from a blood transfusion. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And when I was in high school, this happened. And my health teacher in high school like the next morning saw me and was like, I'm so glad you're okay. Because I guess she heard that an Elizabeth Glazer died, assumed it was a 10th grader on the news, <laughs> then was like, eh, I'll see about it in the morning. Went to, sleep, <laughs> went to school the next day and then I was fine. And uh, she was like, she famously died. And I think she was also married to a producer. So whatever. And uh, there's like foundations or whatever. And I, I once watched an Oprah video all the way through because I would get to hear Oprah say, my name which was not my name <laughs> truly the most peculiar like voicemail audio grab ever it's like uh, you've yeah. reached liz glazer <laughs> i don't think she said it like that i hope oh she didn't God. if she was like reading <laughs> right that's delightful <laughs> mm-hmm. oprah is just uh kind of low-key the worst person to read off the in memoriam of all time for sure <laughs> yeah wouldn't want her to holocaust philip memorial. seymour hoffman <laughs> 
she hasn't uh, been asked to do it in five years. <laughs> uh, Liz, uh, can I ask you a question? I don't mean to get us yeah. off of this fun, but onto the back to back to the topic of my script for Dancer in the yes. Dark. Uh, yes. I like the choice that you made to read it with the accent that you did. Uh, Thank you. I wanted to ask. I know that your your father, at least, uh, yeah. was a man who did have an accent, and I am bad at recognizing accents. Was that? his accent a different well, accent where did it come from sure thank you for the question mike um <laughs> it so basically every time i try to do an accent that's vaguely russian or my dad it comes out sounding like that um i don't think it does sound like my dad my dad was of latvian descent and he had friends who sounded like that but he always sounded a little more israeli and i'm not that good at accents and so that's the one i have and when i watched the first 36 minutes of the movie as discussed they had accents but i couldn't exactly place them so i'm like this will do that was my process oh sure i also will point out that at the beginning you know in in the like stage directions that i read i did reveal that these were characters from another planet yes and while kyle did not have the same accent you do i will also right. make make note that there's a lot of people on Earth who don't have the same accents. So maybe yeah. you didn't come from the same original right. culture or, yeah. or subculture on I that original home we, planet. Yeah. We met at a party like my parents did. My mother <laughs> has, you know, a New York accent. My dad had a Latvian accent. And so that was our relationship. Yeah, I mean, depending on where this takes place, maybe I had the accent. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I sort of took it as like a third rock from the sun type of group <laughs> of people where yeah. um, we're oh, all yeah. sort of here, What, which is a show that I... I, I loved before i loved shows if that makes sense i just huh. sort of confusingly watched it when i was young and i'm sure didn't understand almost all the jokes but really liked lithgow and thought he was fun mm. if if i may it it was i also i think i also watched it in a similar vein and have revisited it since i uh, and i believe that a lot of it holds up as nice. very funny especially one episode that was my favorite like my favorite one that so John Lithgow's character is named Dick. That is his first mm -hmm. name that he takes uh, on this planet. Could have chosen any name. They chose that name for mm -hmm. him. Uh, and so I don't know if every episode like had Dick in the name, but at least this one did. And it was called Dick Jokes, which itself is already <laughs> like, and it was the episode was all about these four aliens new to Earth learning trying to figure out what a sense of humor was huh. and that it was they did such a good that's job that's so funny yeah that's such a i love when a show builds to like it's it can be as funny as it can be sort of acknowledging that it exists backhandedly thing the simpsons has that episode with frank grimes where he's like homer's enemy and he's like the only person who sees that homer is completely inept and he's sort of the, if the viewer got put into the world of the simpsons and like i like mm. a sitcom comedy where the people are trying to learn how to be funny when the whole thing has been intentionally funny right oh oh yes like dick's character you know i think somebody else in his department is asked to like deliver a funny a speech and they're like why does he get to do the speech oh he's just funny he's like i i can be funny yeah. i'm i'm funny and then he's like he he like runs home he's like quick i have to be funny i said it was funny. <laughs> like, how, how do you be funny 
<laughs> I mean, I signed up for an open mic days before I ever did one, and I sort of felt similar, I suppose. Yeah. I think I just realized uh, in that episode, there's a comedian, I forget his full name. Oh, I think it's Mark Pitta, mm -hmm. uh, who is a comedian uh, who I know from doing shows out in the Bay Area, like uh, at the Throckmorton Theater, uh, that uh, he... He played, I think he played like either an MC uh, at a comedy club for an open mic or a showcase or something where the characters were at the beginning. And that's what maybe started it all. Like he maybe made fun of people and they were like, what, what's happened? Why is this like, why are these sounds like it's, you know, imagine if you didn't know what laughter or comedy yeah. were, were <laughs> all about. Yeah. If you don't know the natural thing it's trying to elicit, it's going to throw you off because it. It could be the same as if they're just like spitting up a fluid or something like that. Right. Yes. Well, as a person, I love jokes that don't work. That's like a topic of fascination for me, like when my own jokes work or other people's don't work. And I, I, re I remember an episode of Growing Pains where the mom won something and had to give a speech and she was practicing her speech at dinner with the family. And she was like reading off of cards and she's like, I got here and I forgot my opening joke and none of them laughed. And that was the whole thing. And I'm like, this is hilarious. Yeah. How that joke doesn't work. Sometimes I, I remember that lots of these are written by comedians. You know what I right. mean? Even if you're within the structure of the, uh, of course, of the, the show that's put on, it's still written mm -hmm. by someone. They're going to try and slide in all the inside baseball, yeah. inside jokes, I guess would have been a better term for yeah. it. Right. Right. Uh, do you know, Two things. Number one, I've been a joke that I've been working on recently is the idea of like inside baseball for us being a phrase that usually refers to jokes and like things about show business and mm. like inside of comedy. And I like the idea of thinking like, so a joke that everyone understands, a joke that everyone gets and doesn't need explaining, that's outside baseball. <laughs> that's, uh, and the other thing I want to say is uh, Full House had an episode once where you know how uh, Uncle Joey, Dave Coulier's character, uh, Dave Coulier, a comedian in real life, and yeah. his character on the show, a comedian on the show. Right. And with like point, the same level of success, I believe, right? <laughs> Except uh, for being on a show, but he's on like Star Search. Yes. Oh, and right. There's an episode where he's dating a woman who is also a comedian who at the... Uh -huh. Years later, I was like, was it Maria Bamford? And then I looked back and it was just a woman who had a, a voice that, you know, I was like, okay, uh, yeah. it was not Maria Bamford nor nothing like her. Uh, it was a different white woman. Um, and she, the one of the whole points of that, the episode was that she did comedy that made fun of like some people, including the family, like while they were at the show and like people had to be like, Joey, your girlfriend is mean. And he's like, <laughs> oh no, my girlfriend is mean. And yet I think that here's two of the jokes that I think are not an exaggeration. Uh, I believe that, you know, there was a Lori Laughlin's character and, uh, and Danny Tanner's character uh, had a or Danny Tan Bob Saget's <laughs> character, Danny Tanner, uh, yeah. had a TV show called uh, Wake Up San Francisco. Mm -hmm. right. And I think she, here's here's me as Joey's girlfriend on the episode. She's on stage. She's like, oh, we've got some celebrities here from Wake Up San Francisco. We've got Danny Tanner and Aunt Becky. <laughs> and uh, 
and uh, more like go back to bed, San Francisco. That's that was one. And she's like, and their child, like these children as well. Like, oh, what are you still fighting, little girls? It was basically like the. It was the tamest, it was like yeah. the most cartoonish version of a roast joke yeah. that I'd yeah. ever seen. <laughs> I like that. I, I think it, I mean, Full House was sort of cast based on the joke of knowing how Bob Saget's stand-up was and look at him now. He's like the clean freak, completely mm-hmm. normal dad. And then yeah. a whole generation of people grew up not knowing that that was kind of playing off of his perception as a stand-up, I suppose, and then yeah. found that out later, according I to all surprised. of my Facebook ads. <laughs> right. I remember being really surprised. Yeah. I saw him in college and was like, what does he do? But, you know, of course, it's a different person. Yeah. Someone Ooh. wrote down all the stuff Danny Tanner says. Yeah. I I love that it became it became like this cyclical thing where it's it's sort of like, you know how sometimes if you're having a conversation with somebody and let's say you're like talking about a movie and you're like, oh yeah, doesn't that movie have Bjork in it? And somebody's like, oh, did you talk about Bjork? I love that movie, Dancer in the Dark. Like, that's why we're talking about Bjork because I brought up Dancer in the Dark <laughs> uh, and somebody yeah. else come over and like, is that with Bjork? And like, yeah, this keeps happening. <laughs> and so Bob Saget was a filthy comedian and they were like, it'll be funny for him to be a clean cut dad on this show. Uh-huh. Then he became that to so many people that then when Half Baked came out, they're like, it'll be so funny to have this clean cut uh-huh. dad saying this horrendous thing that I think he sucked dick for coke. And yeah. then it just, it like cycled, like, no, it was only funny that he's a dad because he already said things right. like that. How funny would it be if we had this super clean, straight edge dad say the thing he said in his standup for 14 years before he got the job <laughs> we're basing this casting off of? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think uh, if you're going to say inside baseball and outside baseball, I guess a joke that a comedy nerd would get who maybe likes comedy, but it doesn't do it, that'd be a retractable roof joke. Um, ah. I don't know why I wrote <laughs> not the place to be coming up with more baseball terms, but uh, a lot of rules. Okay. Uh, we've got some some games that we play here on the podcast, and we're going to get into them right get now. Get ready to play before and after. This first game is called Before and Afters. How it works is two movies have been smashed together into one movie. I will tell you the smashed together movie plot. You tell me the smashed together movie title. Uh, for instance, there could be The Wolf of Wally Street. There could be Fargo, uh, Saving Private Silverman. They're not well done. Is what I'm trying to say. They're not all perfect portmentos. They're not all perfectly in and out of each other. Um, I have one one question. Uh, are we playing as a team to try and get them collaboratively? Is it a fake competition? It is up to way? you. Uh, okay. Oftentimes people want to team up until one person gets one on their own. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, but yeah, more than happy to team up. All right, are we ready? Number one, yes. number one. A man adopts a five-year-old to impress his ex who dumped him for an older man, and they begin to carry clubs at a local golf course. Okay, so Caddyshack sounds like the local golf course. Uh, And the other part of it, is it Caddyshacked up? It's not Caddyshacked up. Okay, is, uh, let's see, the first part of it was a five-year-old is adopted. Uh, It's... Uh, is there is Shaq is Shaq a part of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Caddy Shaquille O'Neal. Oh no no sorry, something. Shaq is actually not a part of the first movie. I was Un- yeah. understood. I said understood. exactly the wrong thing. Caddy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shacking your age. Uh, 
Let's see. Will you read will you read the clue again? A man adopts a five-year-old to impress his ex who dumped him for an older man, and they begin to carry clubs at a local golf course. Uh I wonder if I don't know the first movie. It's a movie that we've you imagine we've it, it is of. a movie that I think you've probably both seen is a movie that describing the plot to is kind of ridiculous. Hmm. Uh okay. What about not Mrs. Doubtfire? A man adopts somebody uh, little orphan annie that can't be right uh no but annie shack kind of sounds okay <laughs> oh is it annie shack it's not annie shack okay um but it does sound okay but yeah i think i think your examples were uh, even of bad ones were much better than that uh let's see let's see okay uh he adopts a guy a guy's girlfriend leaves him can we can we get is it a newer movie or an older movie? A 90s movie. A 90s movie of a guy who adopts a child. Uh, All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Do you want yeah. the answer here? We're looking for Big Daddy Shack. Oh. Big Daddy Shack. I like it. The Adam Sandler movie that I'm 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 okay that I didn't remember that. Yeah, I mean, and who what is the plot? You know, you kind of just remember it as being sure. an Adam Sandler movie and you remember a few jokes from it. That's how I was until I looked, typed in Big Daddy Plot into Google. A hundred percent. I only watched the yeah. first 36 minutes. Liz. <laughs> oh, he 37 minutes and he adopts a five-year-old <laughs> to impress his ex who dumped him for an older man. <laughs> It all happens in that 37th minute. They call that the uh, instigate, inciting action. All right, here we go. <laughs> Next one, an attorney who knowingly withheld evidence fears retaliation from the man once he gets out of jail and attempts to get away by taking to Vegas with a suitcase of drugs. Ooh, okay. Vegas with a suitcase of drugs. That's got to be fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, and so the first part is a lawyer uh will you read the first part again an attorney who knowingly withheld evidence fears retaliation from the man once he gets out of jail and attempts Mm -hmm. to get away uh of guy Um, with uh spotlight not spotlight uh this one rolls off in a pretty good before and after okay uh and so my guess is am i right that it ends with and loathing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, dear beer, uh, no fear, gear, hear, hear, something about a hearing, uh, jeer, keer, leer, mir, near, peer, uh, disappear, something about disappear. Uh, Even weird. more perfect. Oh, uh, Okay. Is is the word fear even in it or okay? Oh, okay. Cape fear. Cape fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Ah, that is better. All right, we have two more. Uh, here we go. In the seventies, a maid in Mexico City travels to Greece and tries to find out who her father is before her wedding. Okay. Uh, it seems like Mamma Mia. Uh, in that's in the seventies. We read it again. A maid in Mexico City travels to Greece to try and find out who her father is before her wedding. Oh, is it that? Is it is one of the other? Is the other one in a different language? Yes. Y tu mamá mía también? No, <laughs> it is not. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. 
a made in Mexico City. It's not the movie Made in Manhattan. No. Because that's a different city. Mama Mama Mia. Godfather Mama Mia. No, okay. Uh, Mama. uh, It's definitely definitely Mama Mia, right? The second half is Mama Mia. Okay. Uh, Casablanca Mama Mia. I don't know anything. Nothing is springing into my mind. We are about. looking for Romama Mia. Oh, Roma. That is, yeah. <laughs> that one is so fun to type and then harder to say than I thought it would be. You got it. <laughs> you All did right. a great job. Final one here. Final one here. Keep in mind everything we've said so far during the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. While on a road trip with two Mexican teens, a mother deer gets shot. Uh Itu Mama Tam Bambian. Bambian. Something like that. Itu Mama Bambian. Yes. Oh, wow. That was I couldn't really believe worthwhile. you brought up Itu Mama Tambian just right beforehand. I was like, this is in his head. I think he's going to figure it out. Uh, I can I tell ex- you, uh, on a similar topic, uh, many years ago, at least 12, 12 to 12 plus years ago, I was living in Boston. I was doing a movie trivia night, mm-hmm. and uh, the team that I was on did not win. The game. I think we came in second that night, but we did win for best team name, mm-hmm. which uh, I still remember to this day because it was a Portman totally lot of words put together. Uh, it was, uh, if I remember correctly, Con Air Force One flew over the cuckoos next Friday, the 13th Warriors. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I, I Sometimes I do three-parters, but writing the plots to them just sort of starts to exhaust me. Yeah. It's, uh, this is a really fun game, Kyle. We you had Notting Hills Have game. Eyes Wide Shut was one of our ah. previous ones, and that was probably the longest one that I've ever written a plot for. Once you're the third or fourth line of single-space text into it, who's it for? So uh, I'm, I'm just a girl... Standing in front of a man wearing a mask in a sex club. Uh, and also we're standing in front of a hill with ice. Uh, so here's another game that we have that we're going to play. This is a This game does not have a song, uh, but it is called Opposite Day. It's fairly new. Essentially, I give you an alternative or opposite version of a movie title. You tell me what I am talking about. For instance, the uh, the bad, the good, and the pretty could be the good, oh, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. The loudness of the wolves could be the silence of the lambs, oh, and so great. on. Uh, we have four of them here. Are you ready for these? Uh, before we do... Can I uh, ask, number one, those are amazing theme songs. Uh, do you want, I, sometimes I like writing theme songs. It, can I work on a theme song for this game? Oh, definitely. I would love that. It's, okay. it, we're only three episodes into using it, but it's, it's, it's around to stay. Great. Uh, okay. We're, I'm now ready. Liz, are you right. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. Number one, Summer's Flesh. Uh, winter's Bone. Number two, number two, Beginner's Business. Uh, expert's pleasure, not quite. Uh, <laughs> not quite. Finisher's uh, fun. Uh, beginner's pleasure, you said? Oh, beginner's beginner's bi- business. Uh, uh-huh. I, I feel like pleasure has to be the opposite, but it could be fun. You're definitely right. Uh, beginner, Ender's Game. Ender's Game. Nice. 
All right, number three, 7,191. Oh, boy. 7,000. Will you say it again? 7,191. In Roman numerals, that would be <laughs> D, C, uh, and then a lot of other letters that can't be what this is about. No. Uh, <laughs> I wish I'd put that into it, though. Say it one more time. 7,191. Oh, 1917. 1917. Nice. You almost tricked me. (laughs) The the comma is what does it. Uh, Our final one, completely worthless adult. Uh, Completely worthless adult. Problem child. Ooh. uh, Child. uh, It's got to be child. Obvious Uh, child. Valuable, so some most valuable child. Uh, uh, you're, that's kind of a synonym. Least for valuable it. child. Oh no, uh, I would say most okay. valuable child is a synonym for our title. Okay. Uh, hmm. Is the word valuable not in it? No. More specific. Uh oh, more specific than mm-hmm. solid gold child. Uh. uh oh. Super kid. We are looking for million dollar baby. Million dollar baby. Ah, nice. That's good. And since I actually have one more document, let me see if there's one on here for uh, ones that I haven't used yet. Cause I like this. Okay. This one is maybe the hardest one. Here we go. Floor three. Not the 13th floor. Uh, the opposite of floor I think is often ceiling. It, yeah. This mm. one was impossible to make. Uh, but so it's not ceiling. No. Uh, Roof, sky. Oh yeah. Uh, three, you say? Yes. What could be the opposite of three? Uh, is there a number in the title? No. Hmm. Sort of a backwards three. Oh. Uh, E? Is it, is like an E? Wally. Uh, Wally. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. hard to have an opposite of a wall because it's yeah. just the other wall. Yes. The, I mean, the opposite wall three. The, the opposite wall backwards E could have been a good title. That would have been hard. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. We have one more game and Ooh. then we are finished here today. This game is called Guess What Movie Kyle's Dad is Describing, having only watched a trailer and never having heard of the movie. Okay. 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 <laughs> Truly our oldest stalwart game here on the podcast. How it works is my dad watched a movie trailer. He describes the movie trailer. You have to guess what movie trailer he is describing. My dad has not been to a movie theater since Space Jam. And so he does not know actors. He does not know movies. He does not know uh, what's going on with them. He knows the actor Michael Jordan. He knows the actor Michael Jordan. Is he Michael the inspiration for this podcast? <laughs> uh, it is close to it. He would. This yeah. is the last time he went to movie theater was Space Jam. And nice. Um, so here we go. He's going to describe yes. a movie trailer, and if you think you know, give me a thumbs up, and then we'll guess at the end. Okay. So everyone is wearing the same shirt. All right. One of these guys found a CD on the ground. Look at that blonde streak in his hair. 
So this guy is trying to get what he wants and won't give the guy his information. It seems like no one knows their plan and no one knows who each other is. He's really going at it on that treadmill. Any thoughts? Uh, <laughs> Just the general uh, slow nodding. Until the treadmill, I was like, okay, there's a, a bunch of people who maybe don't know each other with a plan. Is it a heist? Is it like Ocean's Eleven? But then I don't think there's a treadmill there. A streak in his hair. I was like, who has who who does fancy stuff with their hair? Like David Bowie? Um, or like Wesley Snipes with mm, the blonde streak. Yeah, Demolition Man. Uh, uh so earlier in the podcast, you did just bring up one of the person with the streak in their hair and the treadmill was brought up earlier in the podcast, oh. sort of as how you remember when they are like this in movies. Oh, uh, when they're like this, who did we bring up? We brought up Brad Pitt. Uh, mm-hmm. Is he the guy with the streak? Uh, Kyle's not, he's not giving it to us. Um, <laughs> he is. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's not Ocean's Eleven. It is not. Uh-huh. Um, right because George Clooney and Brad Pitt are different people. Um, For now. <laughs> treadmill. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, it's not Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But a CD on the ground... There, a oh man, it's uh, you ready? Yeah, we're looking for the Coen brothers burn after reading, burn after Uh, reading. uh, Yeah, I don't know if I would have gotten that. A movie that's sort of (laughs) that's the trouble with the game is I can't ask you beforehand, sure. Would you recognize the description of the trailer for burn after reading? And you're like, no, and I'm like, okay, I'll pick a different one. Uh, you know, you, what you, you could do is ask like us if we'd recognize the trailer for a different movie. And then mm-hmm. if we say yes, then at least you have that for next time, <laughs> as long as your next guest doesn't also listen to this episode. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, uh, I can only get my dad to read, to, to record so many things. Sure. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. I mean, yeah. I did see the movie Burn After Reading. I do rem- like you, his description of the trailer doesn't make me think. What is he talking it's about? It's another one of those movies where you kind of forget. It, it's not like as crazy as describing the plot to Big Daddy or something mm-hmm. where you're like, it's a plotless setup for 50 jokes. <laughs> but um, you're still sort of like, oh, yeah, I guess they do kind of find a CD and try and exploit John Malkovich for money or something. And George <laughs> Clooney makes that sex chair. And and then it, it's fun listening yeah. to your dad describe what he's watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he does a good job with it. Yeah. Um, well, that's, uh, that's it. That's it for us. That's wow. never seen it. Uh, thank you for listening. Liz, Mike, please yeah. tell everyone where they can find you on the internet and stuff. Go ahead, Liz. Sure. I'm at Liz Glazer on Instagram at Elizabeth Glazer on Twitter and dearlizglazer.com. Nice. Uh, Mike Kaplan spelled the weird way I do it is M Y Q K A P L A N. I'm at Mike Kaplan spelled as such on all the social media. And that's my website. My podcast is 
Uh, I have two podcasts now. One is called The Faucet. Uh, one is called Broccoli and Ice Cream. One is just me. One is me with guests. Both of them uh, illustrated by Ramin Nazer. Uh, this has been sponsored by Ramin Nazer. Everybody <laughs> check out RaminNazer.com. Liz has been a guest on Broccoli and Ice Cream. Kyle, uh, if all goes according to plan, will be a guest on Broccoli and Ice Cream. Nice. And uh, my, I have a bunch of albums and things. My newest one is called AKA... And if you search for Mike Kaplan and AKA, you're on the internet now. I, I bet you'll be able to find a place to download, <laughs> stream, or otherwise engage. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember, please come find us on Discord at fart.kyleairs.com. We're going to be doing the Never Seen It Secret Santa, where you will receive a gift that would have made more sense if you saw the movie the gift was about. Um, <laughs> please find us on there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. That is it for Mike Kaplan. Please check out his album, AKA, wherever you get and listen to or stream things. Please find us on on Instagram and Twitter and get into the gift exchange. We are at Never Seen It Show. I am at Kyle Ayers. Find us, follow us and all that. Thank you. Please check out my new album, Happiness. It is out everywhere now. You can order a cool vinyl as well at kyleayers.com. We'll have links to all that. We got a Patreon slash Never Seen It. Uh, you know, find us where you like the stuff. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for supporting it. Uh, recording the outro before the election too. So who friggin' knows? But don't I sound optimistic? Star Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.